Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash port or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? You're back in the podcast, Dave. Oh, it's good to be back and um, enjoying the sunny rays today. I mean, it was quite a nice day, not as hot as pre-Tour de France because yeah. you and I both arrived in Absolutely. Denmark a few days early. But the sun is back, nice weather, and, uh, you know, just slightly chilling now. We're towards the end of the day, so, um, you know, good day, all in all. Yeah, let's unpack what happened. So it was a very much expected race from uh, from the viewer's point of view, because at the end of the long road today, there was a massive bridge, 18 kilometers with a lot of wind. When we when we drove past that uh, that bridge, you and I, we just went, this well, is going to be chaos. I was chaos. convinced. Yeah, yeah, I was convinced. But what an anticlimax that was. It was. <laughs> I mean, it was like I, I started watching some grass grow um, <laughs> next to the TV compound. Um, there was not much happening, was there? <laughs> but it, it was. Look at what... Well, the wind either turned or, or those banners that we saw when you and I went over had changed, the wind direction had changed because it was obviously a blockhead wind. And, you know, luckily, and I'm glad actually for Eve Lampart, who did wear the yellow jersey after his brilliant uh, prologue win or time trial win, I should say, uh, he was able to get back on. Yeah, because he crashing. crashed, he crashed, he crashed yeah, just at the entrance of it. And it wasn't uneventful, though, was it, with those crashes? We talk about it being uneventful with crosswind, but yeah. of course... The tour, the nerves, the tension, it's always a little bit higher. Riders out of position, position, trying to get in position. And we, we yeah, saw a few crashes at the end. And it's interesting because we, when, when Evelyn Part crashed, the first thing you said, you said, they're not waiting for the yellow. They just can't. They just can't no. wait for yellow. That's significant in, a, in, in the role Evelyn Part has played, but they were not defending the jersey necessarily today. No, that's right. And look, in the end, they still did have a couple of riders. I'm not sure. Sh- completely sure they went back for him I think maybe one of them had been doing a bit of mountain of work or, or a bit of work on the front mm-hmm. and was at the back anyway so then he, he was he was not going to be doing anything for Jakobsen in the sprint but he ended up having Morku as well Morku wouldn't have waited in, in normal yeah. circumstances so I'm sure he got he probably got caught up in the crash as well and actually it was a pretty decent group that came back with Lampart um, in the end I think that the rest of them were passengers but there was 20 or 30 riders that got back yeah. um, from that crash. Someone else that was caught out in a crash a bit earlier is uh, Rigoberto Uran. Yes. Uh, he struggled, struggled to make it back, even though he had a, a good team with him. Even Bissiger went, uh, went back uh, to, to, help, yeah, he to did. help him as well. But, he uh, went back a bit late, yeah. as Brad O'Donnell sort of called it. But, uh, you know, it's one of those line ball decisions. You've, you've 
you've got to make them really quickly. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't. You think, we'll just wait. We'll see what happens. So the decision was uh, I mean, very important for Yves Lampard. They, make, they made it back very, I'm not going to say easily, but very quickly. Uh, Rigoberto Uran, a lot harder. He made it back in the end, but a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, look, he had, a, he, had a, he had a couple of teammates at least wait for him, or they were caught up in it as well. But no, in the end... Look, he probably sat in on the wheel, so he himself probably didn't have to work harder, but <laughs> just a bit more nervous tension. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but in the end, day two of the Tour de France and second win for Quickstep with Jakobsen. They don't bring their star sprinter in Mark Cavendish. They're not bringing Philippe, but two out of two so far. <laughs> Lefebvre's got one of those big top hats and it's yeah. got a bunch of rabbits in it. Yeah. And every year he just pulls out a rabbit. Yeah. He just, I mean... Like, honestly, I don't particularly like the guy. Yeah. I don't like I his comments. Some, some of, not all of his comments, yeah. but some of his comments um, previously about the women's peloton, yeah. some of his comments um, about Sam Bennett previously, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the great um, Irish so, Some of his comments, full stop. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> most of his comments I don't like. Okay, let me, let me start again. But you've got to give the guy some credit. He knows how to deliver victories. And look, a lot of that credit goes to the riders, so he knows how to select a really good team. And as you say, two from two, pressure's completely off. The, the pressure is completely off, you can argue, for the rest of the tour. But they won't, they won't let up at all now. So what can, what, what can we say about the winner? Interesting. Yeah, look, deserving, totally deserving. Um, he would have ridden that pressure on the shoulders fully himself no, more than anyone else on the team or more than any of these Cavendish fans etc etc Jakobsen's had a good start of the season anyway he was the sprinter in form so in a lot of ways I'm not surprised um, that he delivered today he's got he didn't have that final lead out but he showed that he didn't need it he didn't have Michael Morku doing that final lead out but he didn't need it yeah absolutely less season two Fabio Jakobsen Obviously, everybody knows where you were two years ago to win on the Tour de France. What a what a symbol! What a victory! Yes, thank you. It was a today is incroyable, as we would say in French. Um, for me, it was a long process, step by step. Um, a lot of people helped me along the way. This is to pay them back, so they can see that it was not for nothing. Uh, I'm happy I still enjoy riding the bike, racing, and luckily I can still win. Um, yeah, it's an amazing day, and uh, I'd like to thank all the people that helped me to get to here. Take us through that, uh, that sprint. Pretty chaotic. There was a crash just before. Maybe you didn't notice it. Explain. No, the, the team kept me in a good position in front when we exited from the bridge. Uh, it was a right-left combination, and then the final straight. Uh, I could stay behind Morkov. He dropped me off in the wheel of uh, Van Aert and then uh, in the last few hundred meters I was a bit on the left. I was next to Sagan. We kind of touched each other but luckily we stayed upright. And then it was a, a final stretch of 150 meters where I could launch and I could pass the other two. So uh, yeah, I'm extremely happy to win. Uh, if I tell it like this, that it sounds easy but uh, for sure the legs were, the legs were in pain. Uh, but this is what we train for. This is why we race. and. Uh, yeah, a stage in the Tour de France. Uh, I've been dreaming about that for 15 years, I think. Yeah, because we heard you say Tour de France, Tour de France. Yeah, it's the Tour de France. Well, yeah, it's, it's symbolically, biggest, it's amazing. It's the biggest race. As a sprinter, you want to make it to here and, and win. So 
I'd like to thank all the people in Denmark for, for cheering us on and uh, I hope everybody at home enjoyed watching and also here on the race. So that was the winner of stage two of the Tour de France 2022, Fabio uh, Jakobsen. Um, other, other riders to mention and we're going to go through uh, some of them but uh, of course we have a, a new uh, yellow jersey uh, wearer and uh, it's probably someone that should have had it yesterday uh, without uh, if, if the surprise wasn't there. So let's say things are falling a bit more into the logical inverted comma uh, space is Wood van Aert. Yeah, totally. He, yeah, he got pipped at the post yesterday. He got pipped at the post today yeah. as well. But for the stage win? Yeah, for the stage win. But he got the consolation, which is the yellow, by one second over Yves Lampart. So, look, it was always going to be touch and go whether or not Lampart was going to hang on to that yellow. And he sacrificed himself today as well. Mm -hmm. He crashed, got back on, and then sacrificed himself in the end there on the front um, with a little surge for Jakobsen. So, all in all, though, for, for Van Aert, good day out. You know, he's not a purist sprinter, but he can win bunch sprints yeah, against absolutely. the purists. I mean, it sounds crazy when you say it like that, but it's true. So, look, he was better. He was beaten just in the end by Jakobsen. The overhead shot showed it that Jakobsen was, you know, a lot quicker, though, in the end. Question that we ask every time, and we didn't ask him for Yves Lampard yesterday, but uh, how far can Wood van Aert take this yellow jersey now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, that's a really good question because we've got what we've got the Parvay stage around Roubaix on stage five. Yeah. And I think is stage six La Planche de Belfie with six or seven. So look he could take it that far. Will he take it that far? or will he will he absolutely have to defend Roglic and Vingegaard on the Parvay stage and forget about his G C times and the interview we did with um, with Matty Heyman um, a couple of days ago, he talked about that. And he talked about how he had to sacrifice himself on, in the Tour de France, you know, quite a few years back on, on that Parve day for his team leaders at the time. Yet he could see guys going up the road for the stage win. He was capable mm -hmm. of being there, he said, but he, he couldn't. So I think Van Aert really sh could hold it to there. Um, but so many things can happen. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's that, that's that's almost impossible to to predict. Someone we were expecting to do well today. It's Caleb Ewan and uh, expecting and hoping, expecting I mean, and hoping honest. altogether. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I'm I'm not gonna say we're disappointed. But again, unlucky, unlucky Caleb. Yeah, it just it's early days. Yeah. So it's not alarm bells yet, and it is early days. So I'll, I'll preface it with that. But yeah, he can't catch a trick, mm -hmm. and the word is from his manager is that he got he got sort of shunted in that last few hundred meters someone ran into his rear derailleur and that that's it he's basically if you if you watch the vision I, I i couldn't see it on the vision i haven't had a proper look at it but the actual just the replay vision he effectively three wheels with about 300 to go stops stops pedaling so you can see something's happened I just wasn't sure what. Mm -hmm. So apparently that's the word, um, courtesy of Jason. So, yeah, look, and the other side of it is he didn't have one He didn't have one teammate in that last little mm -hmm. bit. His team did a great job. I think they did a great job. And he talked about a pre-tour about a completely new lead-out team here than the Giro. Yeah, a completely new team. Yeah, new team. And he said, they've just got to drop me with a K to go. I'd still like to see one rider just sort of doing all that shoving and pushing for him 
in that last kilometre and still trying to protect him. Mm-hmm. It's a really hard job to do, but it'd be nice if he had just one more rider there to sort of, you know, push a gap open for him, you know, take that massive shove to the, to yeah. the elbow or the head or whatever. Yeah, take, um, take it to Merku, take it to these guys. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, he, he, he's sort of pushing in that washing machine with mm. the rest of them. But look, if you're going, if you look at the overhead, Jakobsen had to fight with Sagan as well yeah. himself and likewise Sagan with Jakobsen. So... I think Caleb just needs to get his, his mojo back. It's there. I think it's there. He hasn't lost it. He just he just needs a little bit of a lucky, um, a good line, a good run, if you like. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. sometimes you, you decide left or right. You go right, you get boxed. You go left, you get a clean run of the line. He yeah. just needs that. He just needs that, and I think he can deliver. Let's listen to Caleb Ewan. Um, yeah, it was super nervous for, for a long time before the bridge. Um, but my team did a great job. I was always in, the, in really good position. Um, and then, yeah, when we hit the bridge, it was, uh, it was pretty cross, I mean, a headwind. So, uh, actually, very headwind. So, it was, a, it was a real waiting game to see, uh, yeah, who could, uh, who could do it the best in the end. And then, unfortunately, in my sprint, uh, someone ran into my derailleur and now it's broken. So, I couldn't sprint. Sorry about that. Uh, you went for a few of the points today in one of the sprints. Were you using that as a bit of an opener or you continue to go for some of the intermediates in the next stages as well? Um, yeah, you know, I think I'll, I'll continue. But I think for me to win the green jersey this year, I had to uh, be up there in every single sprint that I, I could be up there. And today I wasn't. So I think it's uh, all over now. So that was uh, Caleb Ewan. Uh, before we talk about the other Aussies, I want just to mention uh, in the tipping competition, because we will be talking about this, you pick Sagan. Not a bad tip for today because he was there or thereabouts. He's going all right. Yeah. The Sags. Uh, I bumped into him in the lift the other day, actually, and we had a really brief chat. Can you believe he's had COVID three times? Mm-hmm. Three times. He got it post Tour de Suisse, post Tour de Suisse. And he said he only had it for four days. He was negative after four days. So he thinks that he's had a, a really weakened strain or a different strain. So for a guy who's had COVID three times, like he's not going too bad at all. <laughs> and he had a stage win at Swiss. Yeah. So he, you can argue that he's back to some of his best form, you know, that we probably haven't seen for a couple of mm-hmm. years from Sagan. So he's going well. And look, I picked him purely thinking it was going to be some serious crosswind across the bridge. And I thought that'll suit him better than the pure sprinters. It wasn't, and he was still fighting. So, yeah, watch, watch this space with Sagan. Yeah, and I think that's a good sign for, for, the, for the next few days uh, because that's, that's, that's an early, again, we are early in the Tour de France, but uh, his early signs are a good sign for someone like Sagan. Yeah, 100%. And he'll feel, he'll feel pretty confident in himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll be thinking, okay, okay I'm, I'm boxing on here. And he, he sort of came off second best with that pushing and shoving with Jakobsen. So he'll... he'll yeah, assess the ride and result himself, and he'll definitely back himself in to fight for more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Ben O'Connor. Uh, he fell. Dodged he, a bullet, though. Yeah. He, well, sort of. He, well, we say it just sort of skimmed him, took his ear uh, can, off can I, can I read? I'm going to read the statement that the, okay. uh, the team just put out. And, uh, Please do. For all the doctors that are listening to this podcast, uh, maybe you can help us. Victim of a collective crash at 2.3 kilometers from the finish, Ben O'Connor suffered from demabrasion on the left-hand side, contusion on the left trunk counter, and a contusion on the insertion of the left knee. Basically, he banged his knee. He banged, yeah. Basically, hit the deck and hurt his knee. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's the translation. Yeah, that yeah. should <laughs> be the... Um, but we la- we're laughing, but uh, that cost Yates the Giro. 
Yeah, that's right. You, you absolutely, and and it was a bit of a not a nothing crash. Actually, it was a it was a less of a crash in terms of um, um, impact, general impact of the whole body, the Yates crash, mm-hmm. to the O'Connor one. The O'Connor one we haven't seen, but I imagine it was at higher speed. So he's yeah. Let's, let's hope watch. his knee is yeah. fine. Um, hopefully he's okay. Yeah, let's listen from uh, Ben O'Connor. He's, he's talking about the stage today. I'm okay. I think. Uh I just did a front flip and I couldn't avoid the crash, to be honest. Um, yeah. But that's how it goes. It's, at least it's better than last year's first stage crash. <laughs> and how does happen the crash? No, it's just in the final three kilometers. I didn't lose any time. It just, uh, uh, I don't really know, to be honest. It's hard yeah. to see. You see it in front of you. You just try to stop before it and uh, I couldn't stop before it. <laughs> Uh, one word about uh, the atmosphere here uh, and the crowd and so on. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. I, as I said before, I've never seen that many people on the side of a road cheering, and it makes it very, very special. But also a bit scary for us because there are so many people, and uh, yeah, you almost have to be more attentive to the crowds than you do on the peloton. Okay. The moral is okay. Fun. The moral. Yeah, the moral is fun. I think the team was great today. We were perfect. We were in position all day. We never, we never, we did nothing wrong. Yeah. I just managed to get caught in a stupid crash with three k's to go. So it's a bit shit, but it's not, uh, you know, it doesn't take anything out of me. So that was Ben O'Connor. What do you think? Right. He, he sounds. He sounds pretty up. Why? Well, he, he always does though. He dropped the S word. But <laughs> he, he did. He did. Yeah, he did. I mean, you don't want to have a crash, do you? No. You don't want to <laughs> have a crash. So he's right. It's yeah. It is. Um, but good spirits. Yeah. From what we can. He, from what we can get from this. Good yeah, spirits. Yeah, he's in good spirits. So, and, and he talked about the one he had last year. Not as bad. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Anything else we need to mention for the the stage today? No, I think it was pretty straightforward. Well, crowds. How, uh, yeah, good, crowd, how yeah. good has it been in Denmark? Sure, actually, Massive how good crowds. has Denmark been? Yeah. There's one more day, and we'll talk about this oh, in a minute. Be, but It's going to be awesome. One more day. I mean, I could do a few more. I, I wonder if anyone was working in Denmark today. They were all on the side of the road. I think they took the old, the old Bob Hawke yeah, saying <laughs> from 25 years ago. They replayed it any on TV. Bob, any, any Bob, any boss who makes, them, <laughs> makes their employees go to work is a mug. I think they replayed it on TV uh, last night, so <laughs> they just got the sign. <laughs> I just went, who's this guy? This sounds pretty good. Um, no, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. And it just shows it's been a success. And you've got to be happy for Denmark as a, as mm-hmm. a nation, but also... I think, as I said a couple of days ago, there's been two or three mayors yeah. that have been involved in the planning in Copenhagen. Remember, it was meant to be 2020. Yeah. So it's been a long wait for them. So imagine the sigh of relief now getting the first, even the, the, the rain-soaked one yesterday, it was still big crowds. They, they still came out and they'll come out again tomorrow. It's got to be said, though, if we look at the, 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 the past times where Tour de France started outside of France, Belgium, Yorkshire... Dusseldorf. Uh, Dusseldorf here Copenhagen it's always always a massive success so yeah. the Tour de France is very popular in France we know it's popular in the world but whenever the Tour de France comes to your town to your corner of the world it's basically the biggest thing that happens since whatever yes sliced bread yeah. yes it is um, no no that's right it's it's and look they that's why they they plan these things they have to now three years out yeah. it's like a World Cup football you, you sort of know well, you know, actually further, 12 yeah. years out for World Cup or whatever it is. But, you know, for the Tour de France, three to four years, 
you know the start town. Um, but we, we know, already know that next year will be Bilbao and we pretty much already know it will be a success. And you can presume the first three days will be in Spain. Yeah, exactly. Um, so and they, and they might, well, they probably, no, they won't do a rest day, you wouldn't think. Um, but yeah, no, super successful and, you know, still got one to go. Exactly. So uh, one more stage uh, tonight for you in Australia. Uh, and, and that stage is again flat, been very flat. I guess this is not hiding that the country is very flat. Yes. You well, can't create. So one thing the Tour de France doesn't do is create mountains. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it does create drama because this stage could be interesting. Uh, talk to us through. Yeah, look, probably similar today. Take out the bridge, of course, that we had today. That was a big sort of feature and and... By the way, that was the highest point in Denmark, yeah. apparently. The bridge, 80 metres or whatever. Yeah, 200 and something <laughs> yeah. metres, yeah. I'm um, exaggerating. So they go to Zonderborg tomorrow, 182 kilometres. As we say, pretty pan flat. Um, you know, we'll have to wait and see what the wind does, if there's any big open sections. I haven't heard anything yet, but you never know. Sometimes when you talk about it like we did about the bridge, it becomes a non-event. We won't talk about tomorrow too much and suddenly it'll split yeah. pieces. Uh, I don't think so, though. It's going to be a pretty good day weather-wise. As Gracie said, actually, weather-wise in the podcast yesterday, she said in Denmark, apparently, what she was told is you get two good days and one rubbish day. So the rubbish day was yesterday. We should be okay tomorrow. That's the best prediction. Yeah, we can the forecast have. is good. Forecast is for 20, uh, what are we, Sunday? No, Sunday, yes. 24 degrees, in fact. Nice. Overnight low 14, a little bit of cloud about, so it's not going to be too hot. 14 kilometres an hour wind, so yeah, mm -hmm. not actually 14 kilometres an hour wind is not much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what's been your highlight in Denmark, Maka? Uh, if we take away the cycling, uh, what's been your highlight? The, the bike race, t yeah. cycling? Yeah, t no, let's not talk cycling, let's take away the bike race. Yeah, the bike race. Um, look, I think Copenhagen, for me, is has been a, a real highlight as a city. It's... Yeah, you know, I got to explore it, and this is so I'm I'm cheating because I'm mm -hmm. I got to explore it before the race started uh, with my wife. We were on a holiday, and we finished the last few days in in Copenhagen, and so we walked around the city a lot. We went on a little boat cruise. Um, it's it is a livable city. It, look, it's voted con consistently. We know that, don't we? That it's voted high up in the top ten or yep. top five cities in the world has been for years. It's just got a bit of everything about it. Mm -hmm. And it's a city that I could spend a year in, no probs at all. The winter months might get a bit tough. But yeah. <laughs> but no, it's a cool city. People seem really friendly. Um, yeah, you know, I think that's it really. No, mm -hmm. no, no one little standout, just as a whole. Really I've, got, I've got two. I've got one standout and I'm stand down. Can you yeah. say this? Uh, the standout is uh, open sandwiches. Revelation for me. I still delicious, delicious. I still you you got to do it. Okay, maybe tomorrow. You got to yeah. do it. Open sandwiches. It sounds crazy. Absolutely delicious. What's I love it. about them? Well, feelings, first of all. The feelings. <laughs> and also, because there's no other bread at the top, there's no limit. You can go how high you want. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's danger, my friend. <laughs> you know, it's brilliant. Uh, and so when you've got three weeks of cream and cheese coming, exactly. you know that is dangerous. <laughs> uh, the low down for me, though, Danish pastry. It's not a thing. I'm sorry, it's not the thing. I haven't had a good Danish pastry yeah, here. Matt Keenan <laughs> reckons he tried them and he said they were good. He's wrong. He's wrong. So he's, Take it from me. He's, he's eating some porky pies as well. Take it, from some porky Take pies. it from me. What is Danish pastry? What are Danish pastries? I haven't had a good well, Danish pastry here. You walk into a shop in Australia, I'll have that Danish, thanks. Exactly. Hang on, there's no Danish people here. There's only Australians. <laughs> but there were, <laughs> there's a, there's there were pastries in there, but... Uh, 
the stuff I had were nowhere near the yeah, croissant. They were nowhere near the croissant you and I will have oh, next week. I'm looking forward to the croissant, <laughs> I must say. And, the, and, and, and am I looking for... And I'm, Am I also looking forward to a pan au chocolat? You are, sure. And not a chocolatine. You chocolatine. are. <laughs> as you know, my friend, my other French friend. He's wrong. He's from, he's from the South. He's wrong as well. So. Everybody's wrong. You better, now, okay, you better, I, I reckon, I was about to say, you better tell the whole crew, but let's not. Let's see what, let's see what, what they come up with. says, yeah. the newbies. I want to see Gracie as well, uh, uh, one of our other esteemed cameramen, uh, Roberto. I want to see what, what they say. If they, if they come up with pain au chocolat au croissant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I won't, I won't sway them. No, worry. no, pain au chocolat and chocolatine. <laughs> oh, chocolatine, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Come on, I'm correcting you now. Yeah. <laughs> it's because the chocolatine doesn't exist. It's, <laughs> it's such a known thing. <laughs> if you've been to France, you know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you, Maka. Thank you. Hey, uh, yeah, Girodona, you're right. Yeah, Girodona, Girodona. Let's just it's not touch on it. Uh, they've just done the first three days yeah. in Sardinia. Um, Bike Exchange won the opening prologue. Um, Georgia Baker, she also did a brilliant... Finished second. Yeah, second. In the second stage. And she's, after three days, she's holding her GC placing. I think she's third overall. Uh, she's having a fantastic season, actually, yep. Georgia. So, well done to her. Uh, and they go to the mainland now. So, Girodonna is uh, starting to heat up. And Mariana Voss, hey, how good is she, the Dutch woman? She won the stage. Balsamo, who won stage one, she was in third, and Georgia Baker rounded out the top ten. So, like I said, she's really riding like a trooper, and um, so so happy to see her racing on the road and, and doing well. And, you know, this is look, it it was the women's biggest stage race. Mm-hmm. It's going to be replaced very well, soon. It still is until it still uh, is in, uh, until a few weeks. Time. Yeah, in the next yeah. few weeks, it probably won't be. But uh, absolutely, yeah. uh, other things to mention as well. We forgot to say uh, Valverde uh, got yes. hit, hit and run Valverde today. Uh, there's a photo of him. He's fine uh, in it's on his insane. hospital bed. Uh, apparently, did you read the article? Apparently, no, the, apparently the driver got past them and hit them back. So I don't know hit what. Hit the brakes. Yeah, he hit or the brake and reversed into them. What? So that's what the Velo News is reporting. So I don't know how much wow. of this is actually uh, realistic or not. To, but I was about to make a, a bit of a joke. And, yeah. and, and for those of you who are listening, you know, if you listen to me a bit, all tongue in cheek, just say, God, he likes crashing because he crashes a bit. But this is actually quite serious. And yeah, it's he's extremely no no he's extremely lucky. Yeah, driver driver reportedly stopped and then reversed into the riders before before fleeing. That's that what that's insane. what the tweet from Velo News well, is. Well, they're going to catch the driver. I, I hope Surely. they are. One question though, and it's not a joke, but one question is: when you're the age of Valverde, yep. is this the cherry on the top that gets you? You know what? Maybe I should stop. Yeah, I'm done with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's what what's have they said anything about his injuries yet? No, not yet. No. I haven't seen anything. Hopefully, it's only three hours ago. That was we want to see him finish the season out. Mm-hmm. He's such a champion. He's so, and he's still in great shape. Yeah. for his age, I want to see him at the Vuelta, and he's home to us. So let's hope yeah. he's, he's okay. okay. Yeah. But the picture, yeah, could be anything. Yeah, but the looked fact to that, be looked a bit rough. Yeah, but the fact that he's posting the picture, yeah, makes you think. Okay, hopefully he's going to be okay. Yeah. But Absolutely. you're right. This, but the thing with Valverde, the racing aspect you can argue is less dangerous. He's going to keep riding his bike because he absolutely loves mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. He won't stop riding his bike, will yeah. he? Um, it's just part and parcel of this sport, yeah. unfortunately. And but that is a crazy 
Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy for story. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, we'll keep an eye on this anyway. Mm. Thank you, Maka, Thank and then you we'll much. see you uh, tomorrow for the next pod. Will do. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. And before we go, uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au/sport, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, same place, same time tomorrow. It's bye for now. Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Geraint Thomas uses it. So too does Matthew van der Poel and Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favorite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meetup rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.